Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like Bruce Forsyth delving into a tap routine. This week's podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. This week, I had brilliant comedian Ishan Akbar. We chatted about him being an entertainer, just wanting to make people laugh. We also talked a lot about language. I say H, he says H. Can't get to grips with saying that. (laughs) And we had lots of chats about comedy and call waiting tunes. Hmm, enjoy. You're listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. My special guest, Ishan Akbar, is here. Hi. There he is. So loud in the microphone, just straight off the bat. I love it. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I project quite a bit. So was... No, I like, I like your projection. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. We've put you in pink headphones. You have. I love them. You look glorious. Do I? Yeah, we're going to take a picture and treat Please it. do. I think it complements my skin tone. <laughs> of course. Bright pink. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't complement my skin tone because I am just a bit pink anyway, so it just blends. I've oh, got you said green pink. Ones. I was going to say pale, but that would be <gasps> quite offensive. I'm sorry. No, I am quite pale. It's okay. fine. Okay. That's I work fine. the vampire look very yeah. often. Yes, you do. Ishan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Okay. No one ever asked me that back. Did they not? No. I'm very polite. Thank you. <laughs> also, you're the guest, so oh, I yeah. meant to ask you questions. Oh, Although there is a section where you get to interview me, don't whoop, worry. Whoop. So what have you been up to this week? This week, I've uh, mainly been at work during the week and gigging yeah. in, in the evenings. We gigged next door, didn't we? On boats. We did on Tuesday. I, I popped into the Good Ship Benefit. What's on the, on the RS Hispaniola, isn't it? Yeah. On the embankment. And I popped in there. You were emceeing brilliantly obviously entertaining everyone <laughs> yeah but then you went and you missed that i talked about it earlier the x factor we had two x factor contestants in the audience I yeah i saw sing. the facebook thing that was amazing <laughs> because in the half that i was there i mean not to do anyone a disservice it, it, it I, I mean I, don't do me a disservice I, not you but I, I i felt like i could have spent my time better elsewhere but then <gasps> i was just happy to have seen you I've just completely dug myself a massive hole. What do you mean you could have spent your time better I'm elsewhere? I'm so sorry. Because of the people entering the awards? Yeah, there was only one person who was really good. Well, in the, the section you only I was saw in. a section. I know, in the section that I saw. And they were all starting out, and we were giving them a lot of support, Isha. It was very supportive, I agree. <laughs> and then I ran away and did my gig on the boat next door. Yeah, so what was your gig? Mine was on the boat. It's the boat show... Tuesday new material night um, and yeah there were loads of cool acts on there plus me doing new material you're pretty cool well thanks and you were you were doing your 30 minutes you're going to be doing in Edinburgh yeah last night so I was doing a preview at the Duchess of Cambridge in not Stamford for the Brook. Duchess of Cambridge no. <laughs> that'd be amazing that would be amazing just you and her yeah um, in, the, in Stamford Brooks I'm doing a split hour with Sindhu V who's brilliant um so we were just running through some ideas yesterday in a very hot, badly ventilated room oh. upstairs and people were falling asleep and I'm putting that down to the weather as opposed to my material. <laughs> I'm hoping... It's very hard to gig in a hot room. It is, it, yeah, it's nigh and impossible. They had a really... For, for quite a small room, they had a massive spotlight which made it even worse. Oh. And Could you see people? You know, not, sometimes it shines so brightly in your eyes. Yeah, no, barely. They were all silhouetted. Have you ever been in a gig where someone in the audience has been falling asleep while you've been on stage? Yeah, twice. 
It's happened to me twice. And the first time... How do you combat it? Well, the first time, I just went really silent and got everybody to just stare at this person. And this person in their sleep realised that there was no noise. Um, And then she woke up and she said that she'd been on night shift and she was really tired. Excuses. Don't go and see comedy then. Go to bed. I think she... I actually think she was on a date. <laughs> she was, that's what Great she was there. date. Good date, that guy. Maybe she was getting her sleep in then because she wasn't going to get any later. Oh my, oh my God, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I should have said that would have been really funny. Napping's really important. Well, I'm always on hand, Isha. This, so <laughs> this is why, you know, your spontaneity gets you to MC these things. I can't <laughs> do that. That's brilliant. No, I had a woman falling asleep at the Brighton Fringe during my science preview. Oh no! And you need to be awake for that because there's lots of facts. But what I really enjoy, I, I sort of didn't pick on her because I just thought, hey, you know, maybe she's tired. We're in a warm room, everyone else is awake. <laughs> it was sold out, so I was like, what time? One was person this? asleep, I'll let her off. Five thirty. Okay. Um, but then she kept being woken up by the laughter, which I thought is the best. That's brilliant. That's good. <laughs> what? Have, there should be a like, quote on your poster. Louder. I was falling asleep. But got woken up by the laughter. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Repeatedly, just all the time. Yeah. Um, Ishan, we're going to be talking about more things other than people falling asleep in our gigs, yeah. aren't we? Okay. We've yeah, got I so much so. to chat about. I've really set off on the wrong foot today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've dug yourself a hole, and you yeah, need dug to myself climb a hole out of it. Uh, yeah, dug myself a hole, then said people fall asleep at my gigs. <laughs> like this is okay. Not always, just twice. Just twice. That's fine, that's good odds. That's good. You've done over 100 gigs. Easy. Yeah, there you go. Um, Because I enjoyed Stevie Wonder so much before, we're going to go for another. Love Stevie. Do you? Yeah. This is my wedding song. We played it when we walked out. It's signed, sealed, delivered. I am here with Ishan Akbar, and he is saying inappropriate things to my producer right before we go on air. Okay, no, I'm not. (laughs) Right, that's awful. I said it live. No, no, no. I'm not. They're just mutually flirting. Okay, <laughs> We're so... Ba- bantering. Bantering. And now I've said it on the radio. Everyone's blushing except me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a singer. Cough. I actually coughed. Yeah, coughed up my teeth. <laughs> Sorry. Ishan Akbar is here on Hoxton Radio on Bates Plus One. Hi. Now, Ishan. Yeah. It's time for the quick fire round. Okay. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously? No. <laughs> I, I got the inappropriateness out first. Okay. And then said no. What's the inappropriateness? I can't say. Quick fire sort of sexual situation. Can you say that? I can say sexual situation. Can you? Is that? Well, let's not say any swear words. Though. Okay, fine. Yes. No, I haven't. What was the question? Okay. okay. It's time for the quick fire round. Okay, let's go. Um, so I'm going to give you two options. You have to pick one. Okay. And it's quick. Okay. Hence the name. Isha Akbar. It's your quick fire round. England or Wales? England. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Comedy or an office job? Comedy. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Car or train? Train. Mexican or South Asian cuisine? South Asian. (laughs) Pen or pencil? Pencil. TV or radio? TV. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? Cupboard all day long. Five Guys or McDonald's? McDonald's. Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. Salsa or Bollywood? Oh, Bollywood. Brexit, in or out? In. Yeah, you passed. I love that one of the biggest decisions there for you was car or train. I drive everywhere. Yeah, you've driven me back from a gig, actually. Yeah, yeah, I drive everyone. I drive everyone. 
but I do <laughs> love a train journey. Why? What do you love about it? Because then I have the freedom to do what I want with my hands and stuff. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. God. Okay, right. I'm not saying inappropriate things. <laughs> you it's just you mean like reading a magazine. Kate taking, yeah, like read a magazine or, you know, wave at people. I don't know. Whatever. Wave at people yeah. from the train. Yeah. You're going to really enjoy the train journey up to Edinburgh. That's I, four and a half hours of waving at people. I know. It's me and three other lads. We've got a table. Lads? Lads have on you? Tour. Yeah. When are you going up? 2nd of August. Oh, it's too late for me. Too late? I wanted to join you in the lads, yeah. I've got I've got my first preview on the third. I've got to do tech. I can't go up on the second, babe. I've got my first preview on the third. I'm going up on the second. Okay, well... <laughs> That's why you're a professional. <laughs> I've done seven Edinburghs. I know the stress of tech. I need a whole day to recover. Like, it's really stressful. Okay. Even though all you essentially need is a microphone, <laughs> it's still stressful. If you've got any sort of cues, have you? No, I don't think you're I just have. doing stand up. So yeah, you'll be fine. Time. Okay, fine. Don't worry. You're okay. going to enjoy you, the train journey. You terrified me for a moment there. <laughs> now, salsa or Bollywood? Yeah. Tell me. Do okay. you love them both? I love them both. Um, so there was a time where I wanted to become a professional Bollywood choreographer. <gasps> wow. And um, I did loads of shows. One show was with 16 boys and 16 girls at the NEC in Birmingham, and I choreographed them all. Wow. And that was fun. And then I thought, oh, let me add a bit of dimension. So I learned salsa, and I started teaching beginner salsa. And I did a, like a Bollywood salsa mix hip type thing. Um, and really wanted to become a dancer, actually. And then I told my mum that's what I wanted to do, and she goes, but you're so fat. <gasps> like, genuine response. <laughs> I was like, mum, yeah. That. And she goes, well, it might be a unique selling point. Fat man teaches other people how to dance. I was like, okay, can I just have... Is that what she said? Yeah. You should use that on a poster. Uh, maybe I should, I yeah. But I do love dancing. Um and I love Bollywood and I feel like because you haven't done your debut Edinburgh hour yet have you I feel like it should be a mix of salsa Bollywood and stand up comedy it would be amazing I think yeah I think I mean it'd be entertaining you could have the audience standing up and And you'd teach snippets of dance do you know what tends to happen whenever I go to a party and there's like a group situation inevitably I'll start dancing (laughs) a group situation like other parties just have one person (laughs) (laughs) you haven't been to the parties I've been to (laughs) free hands yeah so then um, (laughs) free hands (laughs) so then um, inevitably when the dancing starts there'll be a group behind me copying my every move really I don't know what it is you're just a born leader the most random place has happened I went to some I went to the Young Diplomats of London annual dinner Two, three years ago. Obviously. Obvs, right? Three years ago. And you had all these countries represented, and I was representing the UK for some inexplicable reason, right? So there I was, and you had France, and you had Germany, and you had um, an Israeli and a Palestinian, and all this kind of stuff. I started dancing, and they all started copying me, and you had like the Israeli and the Palestinian next to each other copying my dance moves. And it was just like, this is. Have I conquered this diplomacy? This is how you're going to bring everyone together. <laughs> dance. Bollywood is going to bring us together. So yeah, you are Lord of the Dance. I am Lord of the Dance. You're world diplomat. My favourite hymn, dance. by the way. Lord of the Dance. Yeah. Dance then wherever you may be. Lead you all. Yeah. Lead you all. I'm Roman Catholic. I know all the words to everything. It's drilled into me as a child. I feel like I've learned 
so much about you. We've got I've got more questions that we ask everyone. I feel like I don't even need to ask you, but I do. What is the one thing you couldn't live without? I couldn't live without. <laughs> is it dance? <laughs> it's dance, Samantha. No, um, I couldn't live without. Oh, it's a really tough question. Um, can I think about it? No, we're live on the oh, radio. We're live, you of have course. To say yeah. it now. What's we're the live. first thing that pops into your head? Um, the first thing that pops Don't into your head. Don't say air. I couldn't live without my. This is going to be an awful response. Uh, I couldn't live without my laptop, actually. Okay. Yeah. Because you work. Well, because I work, but then also I didn't have a laptop for about eight months. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. There's and been a Facebook. Yeah, on Twitter you would have seen it. It took me seven, 21 days to get my laptop from Microsoft. Microsoft. And I started tweeting as I was in a relationship with Microsoft <laughs> and UPS, and then I was starting to flirt with Apple. It was all absolutely ludicrous, but... That 21 days made me realise how much I need my laptop. Excellent answer. Go on my Twitter and check out the story. Follow me. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. What is your Twitter? At Ishan Akbar. There you go. Follow him. Biggest guilty pleasure? Chicken wings. Oh, any sort of flavour? Only like the Pakistani shops. Like not KFC. It has no. to be like Dixie or one of those dirty <laughs> chicken shops. I'll, I'll eat that sober. Okay. Like lunchtime. Great. Like, I love that. <laughs> let's, I shouldn't. Let's order it in now. I, I do it. I, oh. No, what we all have. I love Nando's that so much. Have you been to Chicken Shop? No. Chicken Shop the is one the one that's on TV. No, no, no. Oh. They've got a couple. Of, they've got one in Tooting, one in. A, but Chicken Shop is the white person response to Nando's. Why is Nando's not the white person? Because Nando's. Nando's is like. Have you seen it? Because Nando's is just like for everyone. But if you go to chicken shop, it's all very gentrified and have wooden tables. Well, stuff. I don't like segregated eating, Ishan. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> I'm gonna... Neither do I, but chicken shop... I think I've been there. You go up to the counter and you can get, like, chicken burgers and stuff in different flavours. No. Oh. Go go to chicken shop. You'll know what I mean when I say it's the white people. I love Nando's too much. I've got a... <laughs> I love that you're <laughs> advising me on chicken. Like, that's how the show's just turned out. <laughs> it was, like, really sexual innuendo, and now it's just food. Chicken. Yes. Chicken. Chicken. I might go to Nanda's. Oh, I'm hungry. Sorry if you're listening and we've made you really hungry. It, it, I mean, it is half 12, so. Yeah, I'm hungry. Grab some lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Baines Plus One. Indeed. Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and. Ishan Akbar. Yes. Yes. I pointed at him and he said it. Um, I've just said the words. We once had a chat in your car for like an hour. And yeah, it we sounded did. weird. What? No. But we. Well, because why were we in your car? Because you were driving me home, but you if home you didn't know that in context, yeah, I'm, it sounds I'm, like you just invited me into your car for a chat, like a stranger with sweets. But the, I think what's worse, me inviting you, or the fact that you accepted. <laughs> well, it was a free lift. <laughs> it was wasn't a free it? <laughs> I thought you were an Uber. No. Of um, course. <laughs> so now it's time for the interview proper. Right. Do I get my interview? Get serious. Do I get my interview voice on? Yeah, do it. <laughs> <coughs> Ishan Akbar. No, that sounds like a trailer for a movie. Um, no, because we need to talk about comedy, obviously. Oh. Because you're a stand-up comedian. And in a relatively short time, you've kind of won 
at comedy. <laughs> no, but you've done really, really well. You've got an Thank agent. You. You're doing, you know, big. You're a professional comedian now. You're doing gigs that other um, people who've been going for like ten years are also doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're being seen alongside those people. You've been in the finals of loads of competitions. So you think you're funny, laughing horse. You performed across the UK, Germany, and Bangladesh. I have. How do you feel about that? I'm to be honest, I pinch myself most of the time. I, you know, when I started two years ago. I had absolutely no necessarily intention of becoming a stand-up comic. I just thought I just want to do it ten times to be able to say to people, oh, I did stand-up comedy once. Um, <laughs> Not what, once, ten yeah, times. Ten times. And what kind of accelerated it was within those ten gigs, I'd applied to Say You Think You're Funny, not really knowing about it. Uh, if anything, the application was just me answering the question. Yeah. Right? Say You Think You're Funny. Yes, right? So I applied. <laughs> if you don't know, So You Think You're Funny is a very big competition that you can only apply to do, I think, in like your first year of comedy. I think so you have to be. Months. Yeah, you have to be brand new. Yeah. And it culminates in the final at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So I applied, not really knowing, and I got myself in the final. I was in the final on my 28th gig. Um, and it was only after I did the final that I went on the Wikipedia page and suddenly you saw all these names of you know, famous people that we've heard of Sean Walsh all these guys and you're thinking oh right okay maybe this is something <laughs> I can actually do and then since then I've just I've performed at gigs and people have booked me back for their gig or another gig elsewhere and one thing has led to another and lo and behold you know two years in I you know went on tour with Dane which I got when I was in Germany with him the lovely Dane Baptiste. The lovely Dane, who's been a guest on the show before. Um, and then I did some warm-up work for Mickey Flanagan last month. Amazing. And I'm just like, okay, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to ride the wave while it's there. Um, so I'm enjoying the journey. So you've goes. literally fallen into stand-up comedy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, how it happened was two and a half years ago, I wanted to become a broadcast journalist, right? That was the aim. So I went to record a showreel. I paid £1,000 for that showreel. Wow. Like, it was a lot of money. I could have done it for you for cheap. Oh, my God, you tell me now. <laughs> Recorded the showreel, and the producer of that showreel said to me, oh, Ishani, you're really funny. You're a funny guy, and you're, you're saying all these jokes off, state, um, off camera. Why don't you try stand-up? And I was like, well, yeah, okay. Th that's literally how it started. So it was kind of worth a £1,000 because it got you into stand-up comedy. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it didn't get me anything. The video itself got me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I fell into stand-up is like is great. So yeah, um, that's been my journey, and now I'm just now so, I'm hooked. So a stranger told you to try stand-up comedy, and you were like, "All right." Yeah, that, I love that. That's literally it. And I, I, I think in a, in a sense, it's helped me. My naivety has helped me in comedy. I think because I go in, I've gone into gigs and not really knowing or expecting much from it. And to be honest, I haven't really watched much comedy either. Um, so I've not done stand-up in the guise or um, as the impression of anybody else I've just gone on and said this is what I think is funny and I'm going to tell you and it just so happens that so far it's clicked and it's worked um, so yeah I'm enjoying it so what what do you think is, is important for stand up why do you think so many people keep booking you and laughing at you on stage and why do, how do you think you've had such success in two years um well, thank you for saying it's success. I always get really like shy when people say that, but thank you. Um, I guess people booking me back—that's just being nice off stage. Like I'm just enjoying the experience, um, 
and every time I'm backstage, like if I'm backstage at the Glee, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm backstage at the Glee. This is unbelievable. And you're it, so ridiculous. You're so humble. It's ridiculous. But it's not You've even been that. in like loads of finals. You're like a professional comedian, but you're like, I'm not really. Yeah, but you are. <laughs> it's crazy to think that. Um, and you know, when I speak to the promoters and stuff, I just talk to them like I'm excited to be there, and I think they see my excitement. Um, when I go on stage, I guess because I've I don't have so much invested in comedy in terms of me wanting to do it for years and years and years I'm just excited to be on stage performing and it's just fun to do so I think the audience see that and the audience see that I'm enjoying it I guess the it's third the pressure thing, off a bit yeah complete I never feel any kind of massive adrenaline uh, rush on stage um, when I'm on stage I'm completely calm and my, you know my pre-gig song is an old Sufi song which is really quiet and it's just odd so I go on stage in a, in this state of complete calmness and when I go on stage it just seems to work with the audience so do you listen to music before you go on stage I oh, just one song there's one song it's a 10 minute song and it's an old Sufi song uh, which uh, it's an old Sufi Muslim song um, and I'm not a practicing Muslim but that particular song just completely calms me down Oh wow! Um, and it gets—you'd like, expect that I might listen to something quite adrenaline pumpy or whatever, but mm. no, that song just gets my heart rate completely low. So when I go on stage, I'm super comfortable. I think the third thing as well is that I know from audiences that comedy audiences change all the time and they're transient. So when it, when I go to comedy clubs, I was surprised to learn that some people were there for the first time. It was just a stag do. It was a birthday. So actually, I don't care whether I'm reading out the same material every week because the audience is always changing. Mm. So for me, I'm just enjoying doing that because I'm entertaining them. Of course, I develop material. I want to get better and better. But I'm, I know I'm there to entertain audiences. I guess that comes from my Bollywood days. You know, I'm there to entertain and I'll entertain you as best as I can. And that's all I'm there for. I'm not too bothered whether other comedians find me funny as long as the audience so is you're, funny. So you sound kind of like an old school entertainer, like that we, you know, Bruce Forsyth, that we yeah. use, you know, there to make the audience have a nice time rather than to, a lot of, some comedians will say that they're there to get across a certain message or yeah, share so their for, opinions. For me, if, if you take a message from my comedy afterwards, great. I mean, that's a brilliant outcome. But my primary aim is to know that you're laughing and having a good time. And even... No, of course I want them to laugh I'm a comedian my currency is laughter but even if they don't laugh as long as they're having a nice time I'm cool with that so I'm happy to host something I'm happy to make jokes at myself or whatever but um, yeah I, I just enjoy I just love being on stage uh, it's my safe space it keeps me away from it it's weird it keeps it's me your away safe from... space it is I, I'm, I'm calmer on is stage is it your man I... cave <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, it's been an amazing two years, and I just hope it continues this way. And I hope that I don't lose this sense of awe every time I, I'm at a gig. So how? So you said you know you're not one of those comedians that is immersed in comedy and wants to be doing comedy forever. How long do you think you will do comedy for? Do you well, think I, you might I, do it forever? Well, I, I want to be in... I don't want to work in an office. I know that much. And I want to be in comedy. So whether that's as a stand-up, as an actor, writer, performer, whatever. Um, you know, for a couple of years, I did some amateur dramatics for about three years. I loved theatre. I loved musicals. Um, I just like performing. Um, so 
I'd like to I'd like to do stand up for as long as I can. I can see myself being a stand up that does a tour every three or four years, as opposed to one every single year. Yeah. Uh, and I want to like Omid Jalili. Omid Jalili's got really good. I think career template he does a bit of stand up but he does theatre and films and that kind of thing so I want to be able to do that that's kind of the the grand plan oh lovely wow do you, and you've done amateur dramatics are you thinking of doing any more acting I'd love to do more acting I think I'm a very good actor <laughs> I love that you're so humble when it comes to comedy that you've like <laughs> been in finals of and then acting if you're not really done you're like yeah I'm a I rock ve- I'm a very good actor <laughs> I rock at acting so good <laughs> and you've also written for a lot of publications like The Guardian, The Times, The Huffington Post, The Observer, New Review. Yes. Is that something that you'd like to continue, journalism? Because you said about broadcast journalism. Yeah, so, I, and actually, not not so much, because when I started working, at, when I worked at a few of those um, newspapers like The Observer, and I went to The Times for a bit, um, I didn't really enjoy the, that particular environment, but I enjoyed writing. And actually what stand-up has done is it's given me the opportunity to talk about big things, albeit in a comedic way. Mm. But it gives me the space to intellectually grapple with big issues and just try and find something ridiculous about it. Because And there's no deadlines. There's no deadlines, nothing. So I, I'm, I'm trying to write a novel at the moment. Um, Hello. So writing, writing is something that's quite a big part of what I do. What's the novel about? So the novel is based on my late mother's life. I started writing oh, wow. it two years before she passed away. Um, two years before she passed away. But, uh, yeah, it's just a story about her life and her journey. And I guess the premise of the story is that when she was 21, uh, her four-year-old was kidnapped by her ex-husband. And my mum didn't see her son for 26 years. Oh, my goodness. So it's quite a serious story. That Sorry, wasn't guys. you. Hmm? That wasn't you. That wasn't me, no. 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 It was my older half-brother. Oh, my goodness. But that's the premise of the story. So it's, her, it's her search for her son, basically. Um, wow. So it's quite a you know, heart-wrenching type yeah. of biopic, or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah. Well. well yeah. Ishan. Hello. I've learned so much. I thought we were mates. I knew nothing about you. <laughs> knew nothing. <laughs> and we'll be back with the multi-talented oh, Ishan oh, Akbar. Thanks. Novelist. Well, comedian, well, yeah. journalist, well, actor. Maybe. Yes, 100% <laughs> acting. Yes. Baines Plus One. It's Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with Ishan Akbar and Ishan is going to interview me now. How exciting. I've never, I've never been on this side of the chair or the table before. But it's the only we're, side of the table I've been on, to be fair. We, yeah, we're on the same. same. Well, I haven't, we haven't we moved haven't seats. Um, right, so S- Samantha. <laughs> the, metaphorical <laughs> the metaphorical table. The metaphorical table. Right, so Samantha, yes. I've known you for what two years now, mm-hmm. and I've always seen that you you do everything, like you do acting and you do comedy and you do sciencey stuff, that kind of stuff. Uh, what I want to ask you is, first of all, why why the science stuff? Where did that come from? That interest. Yeah. Well, it was it's always been an interest of mine, but it's kind of something that I didn't think I was good at. So when I was at school, I did maths and science, and then I also did drama and art. Right. But and I loved maths and science, and I loved like the logic of it and the fact-based nature of it. Whereas when I did the drama and the arts and the English, I enjoyed the creative side of things. But I was always told that I was, you know, better at the drama stuff. Oh right. Okay. And and also people kind of said when I was doing my A levels, like you have to pick one. You can't do 
the arts and the sciences like yeah. you do one or the other of course so I so I picked um, the arts for glamour and fame is, is that what you but did at uni? Did yeah, I did drama, and then I went to drama school. Right, and I and I actually, you know, I remember saying to my teachers I, that I might want to do something else at uni that wasn't drama, and they said I should do drama because I'll get better marks. Oh, fair enough. What's your favourite? Do you think that is fair enough though? Because I think they should have encouraged me to do what I wanted to do. But you wanted to do drama, though. Well, I did, but I also wanted to explore the sciencey side of things. But I was told I shouldn't because I'm, I basically wasn't as good at it as drama. And now I'm like, I don't have to be good at it. I can still yeah, just be yeah, excited yeah. about it, and that's what my show is about. I think, some, but sometimes it's weird. Then sometimes I reflect back on what my sixth form tutor said to me when I left after my A levels. He told me to study law, and I didn't. And sometimes I wish I had. I think sometimes they do have insight, and we just don't. Do you think? Yeah. Well, I am very good at drama. You are very good at drama. <laughs> What's your favourite scientific discipline? Oh, well, space. So Space, okay, right, okay. And so give me your favourite science fact. Oh. Um, I didn't answer your previous question, sorry. So I should say, like, physics, astrophysics and... Astro- astronomy um, favourite science astrology. fact yeah I nearly astrology <laughs> astronomy both of them I love it um, my favourite science fact is that the Milky Way is 11.5 million years old 11.5 billion how do they know that how can they that's know? what's so exciting like they've worked that oh. all out but how? They tested the mould on the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go watch her show, guys. <laughs> Go watch her show. <laughs> because they study, like, where it's come from and how it all started and how it's expanded by looking at yeah. how fast things are, are expanding and moving, you know, speed I of light. I more. like science, but sometimes I just feel like it's just too, like... Much. It, well, no, it just it operates a bit like a religion, doesn't it? Sometimes it kind of says, "Well, these are facts. You cannot ignore just these believe." Facts. Just yeah, but you can mostly prove the facts. Although, what is really interesting about, um, you know, when you're looking at space in the universe is you can't really prove it. So, facts are actually not facts. They're yeah, just yeah, that's the a point. theory yeah. that hasn't been disproved. Proved. Yeah. yeah, which is like Einstein's theory of relativity. Yeah, no one still, you know, a hundred years on yeah. disproved it. So yeah. it's a fact. And you just know that for centuries people are just trying to disprove each other constantly. Yeah, uh, it's just. I, but it's really interesting, I think. And also, like the Big Bang is a theory that no one's disproved, okay. so we don't know that definitely, definitely, there was a Big Bang, and that's how the the universe came into existence. Okay, so here, also, it wasn't. Oh, that's my favorite fact. What? The Big Bang wasn't big. It was 120 decibels, which is about as loud as a rock concert. And a guy called Fred, who was British, called it the Big Bang sarcastically. Oh, that is and a very stuck. interesting fact. That's a great. That's fact. my favourite fact so far. That's in my show. So then, okay, then here's a question. Yeah. If someone said tomorrow, I'm going to give you an Oscar for Best Actress. Yes. Or the Nobel Peace Prize for Physics, or the Nobel Prize for Physics. Which one would Oscar. you? Oscar. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hands down, the Oscar. I think I'd have to. I think because. 
I've been in things acting and I, I haven't right. made any amazing scientific discoveries. So I'd like to get an award for something I have done. Right. <laughs> Not just like, uh, you know, when people are like awarded um, honorary degrees and stuff and they haven't done anything. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd yeah. feel inappropriate Fine. accepting so something I have done. And would you want to win an Oscar for Best Actress for a drama, a comedy? Uh, what kind of film would it have to would you be really proud of? I mean, I'd take anything. Well, yeah, I know that. What would I feel really proud of? I think I'd feel... Well, I'd feel super proud if I'd written it and it was a comedy but had emotional moments and darker a moments. A comedy with emotional and dark moments. Yeah. Can you, just, can you tell me a comedy. film that's like that at the moment? Or you've watched... Gosh, I don't know. Is there a comedy which has, like... There aren't many films... Generally, films are like drama or comedy or like rom-com or sci-fi. There's not... No, Do you know normally... what I love? Is you started the list as though there were just two yeah. and then you carried on. Just there's a... No, but I mean, there, there is a very specific genre. They're kind of that one thing. There aren't that many films. I mean, there are in the indie film circuit and the film festival circuit, but yeah, not yeah. released in the cinema that are broadly funny, but then also have like darker moments. I like Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, okay. But yeah. that's, I think you could go broadly funnier than that. Okay, right. With, with also the emotional bits. Um, who is your favourite? Who's your acting inspiration? Olivia Coleman. Ah. I love her. Okay. I also like Helena Bonham Carter. I basically like people that I look a tiny bit like. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then I can imagine. I once did a commercial and um, and we were filming outside and a member of the public said, is that Olivia Coleman about me? And I was thrilled. Oh, well, yeah. And in Edinburgh, they've got pictures of Olivia in one of the VIP bars for for performers. Yeah. And I took a picture next to it, pulling the exact same face. And I think I really pulled it off well. Have you met her? No, I'd you, love to meet her. Is that a dream of yours? I know people who know her, but right. I'm I'm waiting for a good time to make them make let me. I meet bet her. Olivia Coleman's listening to this show right now. <laughs> Probably. Do a do a shout out for Olivia Coleman. Olivia, I love you. Please, can I meet you? Okay, that just sounded scary. No, I think well, we would play a really good mother and daughter combo. So who'd be the mother? Hit me up, Olivia. Who'd be the <laughs> me? Oh, obvs. Oh, <laughs> right, you have one more very quick question. Oh, one more quick question. Um... Oh, God. Favourite colour, pink or green? Pink. Baines Plus One. The news on Baines Plus One. Sit back and listen to Baines and her guests analysing some of the most important stories breaking this week. Yeah, really important news coming up. Ishan Akbar, what are the headlines? Uh, the headlines are, Sorry for your loss. Gulfrazy the flying curry. Criminal Catching Cowboy Chameleon Queen And finally One, two Jidibyukyukwe Those are the headlines I mean that last one was excellent Thank you First of all, sorry for your loss yeah. This is, uh, this is awful A stunned OAP Old Age Pensioner Opened a letter addressed from his council um, Informing him of his own death Wow. This is an 83-year-old man. He was going through his post last week. He came across a letter addressed to his wife from the council. 
and it said, I'm sorry to hear of your partner's death on the 18th of May. Please accept my condolences. I'm sorry to write to you at this difficult time, but the claim for your council tax support was in your partner's name, so I've cancelled the payments. Quite a good outcome. <sighs> what? If, if they've cancelled the payments. No, but I think it's for, like... Oh, for support. Support. Oh. <laughs> There's extra As to, money. You don't have to pay us anymore. No, you still have to pay <laughs> even if you've, someone's died. So, um... This is awful, isn't it? So in it was Manchester Council and he rung them and told them they'd made a mistake and apparently they put it down to a computer glitch. And he had to go to his local job centre with his passport to show them that he wasn't dead. That's brilliant. Like, he, he, him walking in wasn't enough. <laughs> like he, Or him ringing them. Yeah, wasn't I guess enough. you could fake it, couldn't you? Yeah, so him walking in <laughs> wasn't enough and he had to have his passport. He had to have his passport. That's fantastic. Be like, this is me. What would you do, Ishan, if you got a letter saying that you were dead? Well, obviously, I'd read it properly because I thought that they were going <laughs> to allow me not to pay them anymore. That's the first thing. So, you'd so just be like, I probably wouldn't have said anything if I read it that way. But nevertheless, I would call them and say how... There must have been a reason why they thought I died. Yeah. Well, it says a computer glitch, but when someone passes away, it's quite an in-depth procedure. You have to get a death certificate, certificate yeah. and bring loads of forms along and fill it all out. Did you um, ever read the story about how the Nobel Prize came about? <laughs> no. So the Nobel Prize came about because the guy, Alfred Nobel, or whatever his name is, right? Yeah. He read a mistakenly published obituary about himself. So he hadn't died, and then the obituary came out which said... You know, Nobel he found I think it was like nuclear like bombs or something he developed bombs and the obituary basically said that you know Nobel as much as a great scientist as he was he's created a lot of death because of all the <gasps> bombs he's created and he was like oh my god is this a legacy I'm leaving behind so then the Nobel Peace Prize came to be wow so he would have a good obituary yeah so that he would say so that amazing. his legacy would not be I created yeah. developed bombs and it killed people so it's weird, That's isn't it? a great fact. He, he, he found out about his own death by mistake and then took control of what his legacy might yeah. be. Yeah. What will your legacy be, Ishan? My legacy? I don't know. My legacy would probably be... Oh, he, he was a nice bloke. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. He, he was a nice bloke. Don't combat that now by inventing some sort of horrible awards. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. You reward people who are nasty. Yeah, I might do. Yeah. No. Phrasey the flying curry. This is uh, oh, oh, I saw this. A seagull accidentally fell into a vat of chicken tikka masala and went bright orange. Oh. The bird was scavenging in bins outside a Welsh food factory and he found a little vat of curry and he was like, "Yeah, food." And then um and he fell in and the staff had to rescue him and then he was taken to a local wildlife hospital and they cleaned him up but he was bright orange from the pigment which they did wash away so he's back to normal colour but apparently the smell stayed and uh, the person treating him said he smelled amazing really good yeah if you're going to fall in anything may as well fall into a curry (laughs) what a brilliant thing to fall into Although you only want to smell that certain times a day. I lived in a a flat in Edinburgh Fringe one year that was above an amazing curry house, which initially I thought was brilliant, but you could smell curry at all times of the day. And when you wake up hungover, you don't want to smell that. Yeah, my my mum used to have a habit of... She liked to get the cooking done early in the morning. 
So at 6.30, she'd be frying onions in the kitchen. Really? And then, oh, God, it was just horrible. And I was always so paranoid for the rest of the day that I just played into people's stereotypes about Asian people and Asian households. But I didn't. Now I overcompensate by putting way too much David Beckham on. You do smell lovely. Oh, thanks. Unlike the... Well, no, the, the seagull smells lovely too. Yeah, just oh, a different yeah. well, kind I, of lovely. If I fell... Just which tasty. Curry, if you fell into a curry, which curry would you fall into, want to fall into? I'd want to fall into one that wasn't spicy because that would irritate right. certain Some areas. Korma. Yeah. Chicken korma or something. Something sort of creamy. Creamy korma. Yeah, yeah. And, and that smells quite good. It yeah, does. coconutty. I love the smell of coconut. Yeah. What about you? Mine would be... A, mine would be... Uh, yeah, a, a vindaloo. <gasps> really? Yeah, nice and spicy because then people know I'm in the room. Yeah, but that would irritate all your... Oh, not me. I'm I'm spicy and hot. Okay. What? That makes no I'm sense. I'm hot enough. That what? makes no sense. Criminal catching cowboy. I love this. So uh, this is in America, obviously, in Oregon. Um, someone was... This guy, an American rancher, let's mm. call him, was putting shopping into his truck outside a supermarket and he heard a woman shouting that her bicycle was being stolen. So he jumped on his horse which he just had. It was in the truck's trailer, apparently. Galloped across the car park and um, he, he lassoed the thief off the bike, dragged him to the floor and then held him until police arrived. That's awesome. What a great story. I know. And he was like, I use a rope every day. That's how I make a living. It catches cattle pretty good. It catches a bandit right, pretty bandit. good. That's great. You couldn't Isn't do that, that in London, good? could you? Because a horse would just get stuck in traffic. <laughs> Yeah. Also, you'd probably be arrested for some sort of rope crime. Ro- yeah, <laughs> rope related. The person that you, the criminal that you caught would like sue you sue for you. rope burn. The rope burn on, on my ankles, yeah. <laughs> the chameleon queen. This is brilliant. So the queen is of, is celebrating her 90th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, babe. Hope you had a lovely day. <laughs> So on her birthday celebrations, you might have seen her on TV wearing a very stylish green hat and coat. And I did see it at the time and I thought she looked like a highlighter because it was a very, like, strong green. Right. And it, this also happens to be the same shade of green that you use in green screen for film oh, editing. Right. Okay, yeah. So, like, when they film, like, Harry Potter and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lord of the Rings, you film it against a green screen and then they fill in the background afterwards on the computer. So a lot of people were excited. And because you can uh, do green screen editing on your computer, people <laughs> edited the Queen's outfit. So some of the best were like, they filled her outfit in with like a pizza background. <laughs> so it looks like she's wearing pizza. They did nice ones like flowers. Um, there was one with someone doing the weather that they put over oh nice <laughs> like a video that's really good and it obviously was trending on social media I like that I would quite like a green outfit all the time that people could just do that in yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've got a green pair of trousers which do blend into green screen so I look like I'm not I don't have any legs <laughs> it's always a lot of fun yeah you kind of like oh my god it's like the um, Anchorman scene where Steve Carell doesn't know how green screen works so he's wearing green trousers and he just completely loses his mind and he faints it's very funny I love Anchorman um, I, I think that would be a much easier way to get dressed in the morning if you just always wear a green suit and then other people can just put you in something that looks different you yeah, never have to choose but then you'd have to go out dressed that way yeah and be filmed 
and put on and TV. expect someone. To, I mean, it's a to lot care of care enough. It's more effort than actually just choosing an outfit. I'd need a team of green screen <laughs> outfit designers just all the time. I love it. I once did um, a BBC tour and it was all about, um, it was called Keep It Digital, Make It Digital. And it was all about, you know, getting yeah, involved yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the digital side of things. And we did a weather one where we had people presenting the weather and we had a bit of green and kids used to do it. And then we'd put the green over their body so they just looked like a floating head and they loved oh, it. That is a lot of fun. I'd enjoy that. Yeah, that's how they did the invisibility cloak in Harry Potter. Oh. One, two. Shabiru <laughs> Kula. Such a good title. Thank you. I've written my poem on this this week. This is brand new research from the from Cambridge University that shows large amounts of British people can't pronounce the number three. The team who conducted the research said that rather than speaking local accents, we're gradually moving towards speaking a generic English accent, which is most related to the southeast English accent. What? So apparently, instead of saying three with the th, three. People are saying free, yeah, oh as God. in with an F. Oh, so do we. And apparently, the majority of people are now using this. What do you? We, you don't like it? You I like the like TH? It. I'm a three man. <laughs> I'm all about the not three. not the mobile network. No, 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 not the mobile network. <laughs> three. Uh, we need to remember that TH. Oh, you. Oh, you also do the other thing that annoys me. What? The the H. H. Versus the H. H. Oh. No. You, have you seen My Fair Lady? No. Your H huh should be able to blow out a candle. That's how strong that sound needs to be. What, your H? Yeah. H. Huh. H. Huh. That's what H. she does and it should blow out a candle. What? Is that true? Well, it is in My Fair Lady. H. No. I. No. Huh. I, I huh. can't get behind that. <laughs> Yeah, that, if you're laughing, laugh. I mean, you can't laugh like uh, 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 exactly. So why would you say H like that? H. It's no, just H. there's nothing to it. Come on. Okay. We're gonna stop arguing about H and <laughs> the three. news. What do you think? Tweet us with your thoughts <laughs> at Samantha Baines. B a i n e s and at Ishan Akbar. E s h w a n a k b a r. Baines plus one. Poem of the week on Baines plus one. Oh, I just love that music. It's quite feel-good music, isn't it? It is. It's like, love poetry, love yourself. That's the kind of music that should be on, like, when, you, when you're holding on to, like, a technical department or something. <laughs> yeah. It does make you really chirpy. Yeah. <laughs> put it down. Put it down. Uh, thank you for your call. We'll be with you in five minutes. You can also check online to find out more information about Baines Plus One. We'll be with you shortly. Thank you for your patience. We are experiencing severe delays today, but thank you. See? Why not grab a cuppa while you wait? <laughs> I think we should have more interesting call waiting messages. Yeah, I agree. Instead of just apologising. Like, apologise and then say something interesting. Yeah. Entertain me. Put the washing in. Like little things just to remind you. Yeah, yeah. Have you drunk enough water today? today. Take the washing back in because it might be raining later today. <laughs> <laughs> Have you paid your council tax? 
they are might you dead? think you're dead. <laughs> are you dead? <laughs> okay. Anyway, we've had enough fun with the music. Um, it's time for poem of the week now. Ishan, you have a poem for me. I do have a poem for you. Can I give you some background to this poem? Yeah. A really good friend of mine. Uh, she got a hold of my phone. She's never tweeted before. Okay. She said, "Can I tweet on your behalf?" And it'll be my first tweet, but it'll be a poem. I said, "Yeah, okay, fine." So she uh, she wrote this. She wrote this poem. So I'll read that for you now. Okay. Ready? Ready? Here we go. It's Ishan Akbar's Poem of the Week. I like to tweet. I think it's sweet. You are neat. Could we meet? I will sing you a beat under the sheet. See you soon, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Pete? No idea. It rhymes. It rhymes. Also, the flirting between you and my producer continues, as you said, under the sheet and looked in her eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's happening. This is it's awful all for my happening reputation. on Hoxton Radio. He was also commenting on how wonderful her hair her was. Her hair is genuinely wonderful. We've tweeted a picture. Okay, so, well, well not done, awkward. your friend. Thank that you. was That's not awkward. <laughs> it's not awkward because we're on the radio, so. Yeah. It's not awkward for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> well done, your friend who wrote that excellent yes. poem about Pete. About Pete. I hope Pete got in touch. I, I you know. Okay. Poetry doesn't always work. It's... It doesn't always work. <laughs> okay, so this is time for my poem. I wrote it about um, British people not being able to say three. Okay. That news story. Very that topical. We had. Yeah. I like what you did there. <laughs> they always are. Otherwise, I run out of things to write poems on. Right. <laughs> so I just write them on news stories. So my poem is called. British people can't say three. <coughs> Ishan Akbar, you just did a massive cough. Sorry, I needed to cough. I'm gonna. He's so excited about my poem. He had to clear his throat. Okay, British people can't say three. Let's count together one and two. What comes next? I thought I knew. New research says we have troubles with the next number. Yes, many Britons are experiencing a language blunder. Instead of pronouncing the H and the T, those first two letters plain for all to see, we've decided to swap it for an F. When it comes to the TH sound, we've gone a bit deaf. Apparently all our accents are merging into one, but personally I think accents are rather fun. What a shame if we all start sounding the same. We'd all sound south. We'd all... (laughs) We'd all sound like we're from south-east London. What a shame. I mean... That's where I'm from, so it wouldn't trouble me. But surely a varied accent palette is the key. I think people can say three with an F if they like. I'm still... Oh, this auto has is auto corrected, and I don't know what I originally wrote. I'll still take it. <laughs> they don't need to take a hike. I'll say that again. I think people can still say three with an F if they like. I'll still take it. They don't need to take a hike. I will stick with TH though. I'd like to follow the rules you see, and for me, the most important rule is the rule of three. That was the most lacklustre clap in the whole world. I actually Thanks, felt like guys. you were spitting some bars there. <laughs> spitting something. You, you had like the shoulder swag going on as you were. Yeah, I feel like the bit as well where I explained that it had been autocorrected when I wrote it by WordPress and I didn't know what <laughs> that I'd good. written was like a really important part to give you an insight into the writing process. Yeah, I loved it. Of each poem. How fantastic. Because what it actually says is. I all still let to their counting. That means nothing. That means nothing to me either. 
Um, but that poem has had a couple of likes on WordPress, so obviously oh. some people thought it made sense. Lyrical, lyrical master. Lyrical G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's have a bit of Nina Simone because I'm sure my literary efficiency has put a spell on you. It's Hoxton Radio. Oh, no. <coughs> Sorry that you've experienced a heavy call waiting. Stay tuned. Here's a bit of Nina Simone and we'll be with you shortly. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and the absolutely marvellous comedian Ishan Akbar. Hello. It's been lovely to have you here. It's been lovely being here. Sorry, I'm just about to have a quick sip of water if you don't Go on mind. then. I'll cover for you. No one will know. <laughs> Very good sipping. Thank you so much. Quite a sipping. <laughs> um, you're heading up to Edinburgh this year. I am. It's my first time doing Edinburgh for a full month. Woo! Whoop, whoop. So what? tell us what you'll be doing. How can we see you? So you can fringe? see me at 12.30 every day at the Tron doing the lunchtime special uh, with CKP and at 10.45pm at the Gilded Balloon Ballroom. Uh, oh. For the first two weeks, I'll be doing a compilation show called Ishan Akbar and Friends where I'll be joined by people I'm calling friends, but really they're comedy acquaintances. I've not been invited. Uh, I'm not in charge of the invites. Otherwise you'd be... Second on I mean, list. I'm doing a show at the same time, and I thought that that's what you were going to say as an excuse. Oh, yeah, but that really, too. you just haven't invited me. Wow! Really, it was a, it was a time. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's each. So that's friends. only for the first two weeks. First two weeks, and then for the last two weeks, I'm doing a split show with another comedian, Sindhu V, and we've called it V and A, an exhibition, <laughs> which I think is a really clever title. That is very clever. Thank you. You should see the poster; it's very pretty. Does uh, it look like artwork? It is. It's very. It's, we've got like a V&A theme going. My uh, cats are called Victoria and Albert. Are they? Yeah. Well, there you go. After V&A. Bring them. You see them. Bring them. I probably won't bring them to Edinburgh. But, Why? Because um, they don't like change. Vicky wheeze on the bed if any know, change but happens. But I think V&A will enjoy my show. Probably. Yeah, bring them. They like just cuddles. Do they like comedy? Not really. I've never... <laughs> They've never laughed once. Have they not? No. Oh. They meow a lot. Yeah, look at the poster there. They're, oh, Kate's, got, Kate's the got the poster. It's very turquoise. Is that turquoise? And it's got a border. It's got a border, yeah. It's like a V&A lovely. themed type. Is that why you asked me what my favourite colour was, green or pink? Because that's the colour of your poster. Well, no, because you're wearing green headphones, I'm wearing pink. Oh, I see. There you are. Oh, so, yeah. So, I'm doing that at 10.45pm at the Gilded Balloon Ballroom. Um, and I'll be doing loads of other shows in between. Um, so yeah, definitely go. So you're all over the place, essentially. I'm all over the place in Edinburgh. It'll be hard not to see you. It will be very difficult to miss me. So who else is on in the lunchtime special? They haven't officially announced. Oh, so we're not allowed to say. I'm not allowed to say. But will we have you had tell a photo me shoot. Secretly I, will. I will, but okay. we've had a photo shoot. So I know exactly who is on. Uh, good people. Yeah. They're good people. Good people. Good Any people. women? There is. There's oh. one lady. <laughs> of course, there could only be one. Of course. <laughs> And there's actually <laughs> to like, have more would be too much. There's two ethnics, so there's me Ooh. and another ethnic. Oh, how many are there? Six. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, six. Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. So that's lunch times, and yes. that's throughout the fringe. Throughout the fringe, yeah. yeah Brilliant. Yeah. And do you have a website? 
I do, ishanakbar.com. Just today, actually, uh, they've transferred the domain from WordPress to Wix. <gasps> but Wix are saying I need to upgrade to premium. Yeah. So I didn't expect that to happen. So at the moment, it's uh, <laughs> ishanakbar.wix.com until it Woo! turns into ishanakbar.com. <laughs> <laughs> I use Wix as well, yeah. but I've just got SamanthaBaines.com. Have you got have, have you got dot com? No, no, just dot com. How'd you get dot com? I upgraded to premium. Oh, you did. Okay, <laughs> fine. I was, I was hoping there'd be another way, but there isn't. There's no other way. So go on Facebook, find me Ishan Akbar comedian on Twitter at Ishan Akbar and on my website which is ishanakbar.wix.com for the moment <laughs> and we can find information about all these brilliant shows yeah and all my gigs and all the things that are coming up and uh, yeah so so you've never done a whole Edinburgh Fringe before no but you've been up there before yeah the only time I went up there was in my first year 2014 I was there for four days um, when I was in the Say Think You're Funny final and semi-final I think in one day I managed to do about nine gigs Oh my goodness. Ridiculous. What are you looking forward to most about being up in Edinburgh for the whole fringe? A, not being at work. <laughs> um, and B, just immersing myself in comedy for a month. And C, hanging out with me? Oh, and hanging out with Samantha Baines, <laughs> Obs, Soz. Yeah. Immersing yourself in comedy. Are you going to try and see loads of other people's shows? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to try and see what it takes to, to do good in comedy, to do well. What do. shows are you most looking forward to seeing that aren't um, your own? The well, really, I've only really got one on my list, and it's Jamali Maddox. Yes. Uh, Jamali, well, two: uh, Jamali Maddox and Archie Maddox. I've got a thing with the X, and the third one is Samantha Baines. <laughs> Samantha Baines <laughs> show. He's doing really badly, isn't he? He dug himself into a hole at the beginning of the show, and I'm not quite sure he's out people. of it. It's really bad. No, Jamali Maddox's show looks awesome. Jamali Maddox Hotly and Archie Maddox. I think they're both going to have great shows. Um, Jamali did my they both did my mixed bill last year and Archie's doing it again this year oh is he oh there you go what, what about you're doing a show at the same time oh, mister yeah. I did invite you yes mine is two girls one cup of comedy 11pm by the way just the tonic at the do you know the naming of that I, I love it mm. but because it's put you on like first on the list my solo show is first on the list that's amazing one woman a dwarf planet two cocks yeah that's clever. That's really clever. It's selling tickets. Oh, right. yay. Have you got any ideas for what your solo show might be called eventually? I haven't. I have been thinking about it. I don't actually know. I want to do a pun on my name, obviously. Because well, everyone kind of does everyone a pun on their name. Doesn't doesn't yeah, it? so Akbar, I don't know. Ishan. Uh, e, I don't know. E. Ishan Akbar. It's not really a punnable name, is it? No. Well, uh, what, no. In, so in school. Something what, to do with bars, what, drinking. In, in, what did you say? Ishan at the bar. At school, my nickname was Snack Bar. Snack Bar. Ishan Snack Bar. Yeah. They called me me Snack Bar. Why? Because I was snacking. And I went to the tuck shop and they always were like, oh, Snacky. Because it was a private school. Oh, Snacky. Snacky. And and, um, they used to do this song which was like, uh, uh, what was it? Ishan Snack Bar going to the gay bar. Ha 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 ha. Like, it was. What? It makes no sense. Just bars. Just bars. Just different kind of bars. Dropping bars, yeah. Ishan Space Bar. Space Bar. Milky Bar. No. Kid. Kid. What? Yeah. Milky, Milky bar, bar Kid. kid yeah. Um, what, what else goes with bar? Snack Bar. I mean, we're just we're just workshopping your Workshop, show. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what it's going to be called next year. Do you have any worries about being in Edinburgh for a whole month? Uh, that I will catch a cold and be ill. Yes. For a period. Everyone tells me that happens. Lots of comedians get ill like halfway through the fringe. Uh, You've got to do vocal warm-ups. 
Mr. Mr. Actor. I'm worried about how much I'll drink. Loads. I hope I don't. Yeah, but what what I love about Edinburgh is that we go out like every night, but you don't really get. You sort of drink continuously, but it's not like heavy drinking because you're not like party it's Scottish party. drinking, isn't it? It's Scottish, it's, yeah. Because it's like a permanent state of being. Yeah, that's what they say. Just just drinking constantly, constantly, for so a you month. don't even realise that. So yeah. you need to start building up your tolerance now. Yes. So actually, instead of drinking water as you are on this show, you should be drinking a beer. Well, Guinness. frankly, it wasn't offered, so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. We're not fueling your alcoholism. If, if you offered that, I would have taken it up. Baines <laughs> plus one. Ishan Akbar has been with us in the studio. I have. You've been marvellous. Thank you. Now, Ishan, I'm going to indulge you a little bit. Go on then. I know you've got a special message. Have I? Yeah. That I do. you'd like to. Off yeah. you go. So, the special message is seeing as you've been accusing me of flirting shamelessly with Kate, the producer. Mm. Kate. How would you like to go for a coffee one day? Soon. This is a lot of pressure, guys. I'm she free said, this afternoon. She said, this is a lot of pressure, guys. Yes. She, yes, said, she said yes! yes! Woo! Baines plus one, bringing people together. Amazing. <laughs> Are you pleased? Of course. I thought we were going to go for lunch to Nando's. Guys. No, we can go for lunch to Nando's and then Kate and I'm I not going to be the third wheel on your Nando's no, day. No, no, and then, then Kate and I can go for a coffee afterwards. I'll sit on a separate table. Yeah, do that. And I'll just interject, like, if it ever needs, like, you just need a bit yeah, of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> just be like, oh, um, did you know? <laughs> Ishan loves your hair. <laughs> yeah. Ishan thinks your hair's amazing. Dip back out and eat yeah, my halloumi. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, my now, God, that just happened on radio. Yeah. Officially. Official. It's official. Kate, you can't actually like it's now like, say, oh, I was just doing it for the sake of radio. It's like getting it in writing. Yeah, basically. You're legally bound. <laughs> he could sue you if you don't go. <laughs> so um, just to indulge Ishan even more. Oh, yeah. What else can I do? He's requested to have the phone music back. So oh, we can, that game is so much fun. We can play out the show. With a, well, there will be some songs as well. We're going to have some Iggy Pop and some Rolling Stones at the end of the show. If you're listening on Hoxton Radio, if you're listening on the podcast, there will be no more. Just to warn you. So um, here we go. Here's the uh, lovely music for you. Have you made the beds yet? Clean out the cat litter tray. feed your kids thank you for listening to Baines Plus One with me Samantha Baines and Ishan Akbar thank you for listening to Baines Plus One with me Ishan Akbar and Samantha Baines enjoy yourselves let this music be the soundtrack to your life there may be a delay now but oh god I've totally messed this up I don't know where it was going (laughs) Continue. You can check out Ishan if you want to keep in touch with him on Twitter, Facebook, and my website, ishanakbar.wix.com, <laughs> until I do the domain upgrade. Thank you so much for listening for Bain. Oh, I've lost it. Bain's plus, Bain's plus one. That's what it's called, isn't it, yeah, Ishan? Yeah. Um, this music's just made me so mellowed out. It's I'm so just good. like, what? <laughs> no, thanks so much for listening. Thanks to my special guest, Ishan. I'll be back next Thursday 
from 12 till 2 live on Hoxton Radio with another special guest. Have a marvellous, marvellous week. Stay upbeat, guys. And on call waiting. Baines Plus One. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. Please do subscribe on iTunes and leave us a sneaky little review. That would be lovely. And also tweet about the show and Facebook. It's at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Facebook and Twitter. Also, the show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and you can listen every Thursday live from 12 till 2.